Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Superchargers, headlights, and more? With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, 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 what is up? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Back at it again, down the home stretch. Sad to say, we got three games left. Two championship games Sunday, then the Super Bowl. Um, and then we got the offseason, so combine, uh, draft. But w- actual games, we got three left uh, until the the Hall of Fame game, which is usually in, in early August. So enjoy these last, you know, three games. And let's hope they are a little better than what we just witnessed this weekend. And while the matchups were great on paper, it was a pretty crappy weekend just from a entertainment standpoint might be the wrong word because, I mean, I could watch any NFL game and probably be entertained. But just from a competitive standpoint, Colts Chiefs blowout, uh, the game in the morning, Sunday morning, pa- Patriots-Chargers blowout in the Rams game. While it wasn't a blowout, Dallas just kind of got it taken to them. But I, I want to start with the afternoon game. And, and just, I- I've been saying all season long that the, the day and age of the meathead coach it- is done. It- it's dead in the NFL. That there's too much money on the line. These owners, and clearly picking a coach probably of any position in in like high level business, you know, in a billion dollar industry is the most difficult in the sense that and maybe it's like this with any CEO, you know, of a company, but I would say in most companies I can quantify what that guy has done as the CFO, as the lead sales guy. Like there are usually numbers to back it up. In football, like especially lately there are a lot of guys that have been hired just in the history of the league that hadn't been coordinators, uh, maybe were a coordinator but worked on a team where the head coach was calling plays. 
So it was impossible to kind of know exactly what he was doing. But one thing is clear, and there's a reason why I'm not that all in on John Harbaugh anymore. It's why I'm pretty critical of Anthony Lynn. Uh, any raw, it's why Zimmer, the, the one thing I will say for Zimmer, while he is old school, at least he does something. Like on game day, Mike Zimmer calls the defense. So to me, that is really important. Uh, and if you're hiring a coach in 2019, he better call a side of the ball, preferably offense. But if I am hiring a defensive coach, he better be my defensive coordinator. Because I, I think when you see, listen, in pro sports, it's about winning and losing. And an owner, if if you could hire a dog to coach your team in any pro sport and they would win the championship, an owner would. Like, no one cares if you win. But to me, when you lose, that's when I judge you even more harshly and I think I learn more about you. Like, the Eagles lost on Sunday afternoon, but it's pretty clear. Doug Peterson go toe-to-toe with anyone as a play caller and his team's ready to go. He doesn't need to give me a million Newt Rockney speeches, need to bring like some mountain lion, you know, to a halftime speech, uh, you know, bring some former Indian chief or just all the stuff that like John Harbaugh does. That Anthony Lynn got his ass worked on Sunday morning and the game ends and the score was, I mean, you talk about hollow touchdowns in that game. That game felt like 50 to nothing at halftime. I think it was literally 35 to 7. I mean, an absolute massacre. And if I was Dean Spanos, and hopefully I would love Dean Spanos' bankroll, I would never aspire to think like him. I I, I can't, I, I despise cheap rich people. Like I, I really have a bit, I'm, I'm talking like super, super rich people that are, that are cheap. They, they just bother me. Uh, so I, hopefully if I was super rich and owned an NFL team, I would not operate like Dean Spanos. But if I was Dean, like if I'm Jeffrey Lurie and I go toe to toe with the saints on the road, who are the number one seed, I, I take away there. I learned more about Doug Peterson in their one playoff loss these last two years, as much as I learned in any of the playoff wins. I mean, you get a guy that can go just big time coach, and that's what, he's calling the plays. He's coaching. He's getting his team ready, prepared mentally and physically. Like that's what a coach looks like. When the Chargers' season ends, I go, "What did Anthony Lynn just do in that game? He doesn't call the offense. He doesn't call the defense. Like that. That's my problem with these raw raw coaches. Like John Harbaugh, he's running through coordinators every stinking year." Because he doesn't know anything about offense. And he's he keeps his fingers crossed that he gets a good defensive coordinator because he's not a defensive coordinator either. Like, at least, if I'm going to hire a guy, so I get, like, the Kingsburys, the LaFleurs. I don't love all these hires, Gase, Arians. Like, and I know Arians, quote-unquote, said he's not calling the offense. But, like, don't get it twisted. He's running those meetings. I, I want my coach to call the plays. I want to know what he's doing. If I was a fan and my coach, and listen, Belichick's an outlier. He knows everything that every player's doing on every play. I don't think Anthony Lynn would know their offensive playbook. You know? Like, I mean, seriously. Like, know the whole thing like the back of his hand. No chance. Like, they go as far as Rivers and uh, as Wizenhut take them. And that's my issue with like a coach like that. You get blown out and you think to yourself, what did he really do? Like the rah-rah speeches 
in January in football becomes the ultimate chess game. And obviously, Belichick's the best ever, so I didn't even really expect them to win, though I picked them. But if you're going to get to the second and third round of the playoffs, you got to be at least able to hang with Bobby Fischer on a chess board. Doesn't mean you're going to beat him, but if you can't, like, if you look at Anthony Lynn on Sunday morning, he, he was sitting there with Bobby Fischer, and he might as well just thrown me across the table. You have no, I don't even know what a pawn is. I don't even know where to put it. Adjustments? He can adjust. He doesn't set the plan. Like, Doug can constantly adjust. Sean McVay can constantly adjust. That would be my question mark with Jason Garrett. Like, what did he really do? He's not calling the offense. He's not calling the defense. So when I get into a match or, you know, into a situation in a game where I'm outmatched, like, Belichick can constantly hit you with a counter move. Sean McVay can tweak things. Same with Andy Reid. Same with even Pete Carroll can slightly adjust. What's Anthony Lynn going to tell his coordinators? <laughs> you know, keep trying, guys. Win one for the Gipper. I mean, it's just my coach, Doug Peterson. Look at all the coaches that you left this, this offseason impressed with. I know the Colts got their ass kicked. But Frank Wright calls the plays. So you go, you know what? Luck had a bad game. They ran into a buzzsaw at Arrowhead. I, I mean, football gods were bound to give them a win at home. At least I know Frank Wright brings up to the table. Andy calls the plays. McVay calls the plays. Jason Garrett claps. And I like Jason Garrett more than most, but I, I don't like my head coach not to be doing one of those two things. Not in today's day and age. Not with the amount of money that's on the line. Not with how smart all these coaches are. I mean, Anthony Lynn, it was like, took a dull butter knife to uh, fight the SEAL Team 6. Like, good luck, buddy. I mean, Belichick, you know, if it was a war, Belichick would have killed him within the first two minutes. It wasn't even a fair fight. In the afternoon, Sean Payton, who is clearly one of the best offensive coaches the NFL has ever seen, and their team's really good, they got a Hall of Fame quarterback, I mean, had to empty the tank against an Eagles team that had a rash of injuries. I mean, their best offensive lineman tears his Achilles. Their best defensive lineman disappears for half the game, Fletcher Cox. They're playing with their backup quarterback. And they're just going toe for toe, blow for blow. I mean, that's what I want out of a coach. So when you hear me say, these meathead guys, this is what I'm talking about. If you're not calling a side of the ball, or don't have a long history of doing it, like Pete Carroll and, and Bill Belichick, and those guys are outliers... Like, it's, it's been the downfall of John Harbaugh these last five or six years. What, what, what's his true adjustments he making at halftime? I know with Doug and McVay, it's why I'm even bullish on, like, Kyle Shanahan. When Jimmy Garoppolo's played, Kyle Shanahan's 6-2. and two. I know he's a dynamic schemer. It's why I love the Bruce Arians, you know, hire. He's a dynamic offensive schemer. That's what I want out of a coach. That's what every owner wants out of a coach. Now, again, a lot of these hires are not going to work. But I get why Tweaker Adam Gase, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference, but just Google it. I mean, he had some weird eye movements. I get what the Jets are doing. You're getting a guy that can work with your quarterback and calls the plays on Sunday. Meatheads are going to get smoked every single time in the NFL when it gets to mid-January. Just look at the Final Four. You got Belichick, the smartest guy in the history of the league and the best coach. You got Andy Reid, one of the most innovative offensive coaches and one of the most successful guys the last 20 years. Sean Payton, Super Bowl champ, and like Andy, one of the true great offensive minds. And Sean McVay feels like John Gruden 20 years later, which a happier John Gruden. Like that, That's what it takes to get to the Final Four now. 
dynamic thinkers. The meathead is dead. Let me tell you about my friends at Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. Not an intimidating way for stock newcomers to invest with first time with confidence. Simple and intuitive, clear design presented in an easy-to-digest way. Here is the key, though. No cost, no commission fees when you trade. Other brokerages charge up $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all your profits. The design is very easy to use. Easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You know we love smartphones. Here's the other thing. You learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and trade your favorite companies with a personalized news feed. Robinhood is giving my listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, Sprint, you name it, to help build your portfolio. Sign up at Middlecoff. That's M-I-D-D-L-E-K-A-U-F dot Robinhood dot com. That's Middlecoff, M-I-D-D-L-E-K-A-U-F dot Robinhood dot com. Okay, I'm a little biased on this one, but a lot of people have been hating the last, I don't know, four or five years on Coach Reed in Kansas City. He can't win the big game. He can't do it. It's like they forgot Philadelphia happened. When he had a Pro Bowl-level quarterback, and I'm not talking about a guy who made the Pro Bowl like Alex Smith. I'm talking a legit Pro Bowl talent like Donovan McNabb. Do you know how many playoff games Andy Reid was involved with in Philadelphia? 19. You know how many of those games he won? 10. 10 playoff games in his career in Philadelphia. 10. I just say that out loud. 10 playoff wins. For example, Sean McVay has won. Probably after this weekend, we'll still have one. Like, it's hard. Playoff wins are difficult to get. You know, they are, they are, they are a challenge. Uh, and when he had an elite, not elite be strong, a, a very good quarterback, he won games in the playoffs. Like, his teams were a legit factor. Well, in the five games he had heading into yesterday in Kansas City, he'd only won one. And some of those early teams on Kansas City, their defense was elite. Jamal Charles was still a baller. Like, they were legit. And ultimately, you know, Alex Smith was their starter. Now, I know that the Colts came storming back the one year, and Alex was arguably the best game of his career that game. But the games that stand out to me are the Pittsburgh game at home a couple years ago when they lost. He just couldn't get it done. The game last year against Tennessee when Travis Kelsey got knocked out, ultimately he was their downfall. When I look at this team... And this Kansas City team offensively is unreal, but it's because of the quarterback. Like, their team compared to, like, three years ago Chiefs playoffs team is not as good. I I don't think. They're not as complete by any means. I mean, some of those... You remember some of the teams that Coach Reed had in his first couple years in Kansas City? You know, Eric Berry, Justin Houston and Tomba in their primes, a younger Don Terry Poe, Derek Johnson, a young Marcus Peters... Jamal Charles, they got Kelsey, had a young Macklin, younger Macklin. Teams were stacked, you know? This team is just, it's Mahomes. I mean, you see what Andy is like when you give him a really good quarterback. I mean, they ran circles around the Colts 
absolute circles. The Colts are good. I mean, the Colts are a solid team. They, 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 the Colts are going to be a Super Bowl contender for the next potentially five or six years. And he backhanded them with a flawed team. Why? Because he has a superstar quarterback. You give Coach Reed a legit quarterback, he's going to win games in the playoffs. Why? I have a resume. I, I, it says 10 playoff wins in Philadelphia. He only had one in Kansas City. Guess what? That's about to change. Because Kansas City, their defense really can't get much worse. They, their secondary can't cover anyone. The linebackers are meh. Their defensive line's good, but, I mean, it's, they are not a good defense. Imagine in a couple years as the defense gets better, like, they are going to win big time with Mahomes. Now, is once Andy wins a Super Bowl, are we going to think that much differently of him? I personally won't, but Twitter and the media pundits and fans will. Like, he's been one of the most innovative head coaches in the last 25 years. He has been one of the more consistent coaches beside Belichick of that time. And when he's had a big-time quarterback, his teams have been a factor. And you know what? Now that he has Mahomes, they are a factor again. And don't forget this either. Obviously McNabb uh, and then Michael Vick. He drafted Nick Foles. I was there. Like He liked him more than most of us. And obviously he got him in that building and Doug was around him and you know, and Howie, and I mean, all these guys played a role in drafting him too, but once you're around Nick, you're like, God, that guy's a great guy. Like, Nick Foles started, like, Andy picked him. Like, Andy's vision on quarterbacks is just crazy. It's just stupid, you know? Like, I'm glad that Mahomes came along and is as good as he is, obviously just for our viewing pleasure as football fans, because if you're not an AFC West fan beside the Chiefs, he's awesome to watch. He's box office. But he also makes Andy Reid look like he actually is. An elite coach. A damn good coach. And Belichick has got him, historically. uh, But I do think it's his time. And it's not easy to beat Brady and Belichick. But at home, and we'll get into this game, especially a lot, later this week. But he's too good of a coach to have this narrative that he can't win the big game. Now, he hasn't won the Super Bowl but he sure as hell has won playoff games. That's his 12th playoff victory. 12 playoff victories. Like the likelihood that McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and all these other Shanahan McVay minions ever combine for 12 playoff victories is probably a stretch. Like 12 playoff victories? I mean, that's it's pretty stupid. And if he wins this weekend, he'll have 13. Like that that number with Mahomes, is only going to rise. You know, as as society changes, and many would say that we're getting softer, you know, I, I've only lived so many years, So, uh, but I was raised by someone, uh, my father passed last year, he was in his 70s, so he was a generation that went to Vietnam, and they were raised by a generation that fought in World War II. So I, I think it's fair. We're, we're probably on the whole, a little softer. But I also think, you know, it's one of the most consistent themes in life that the older generation always thinks the previous generation's a little softer. Now, I do think the millennials, uh, we have a little less pelts on the wall than some of those when they were growing up, for sure. But I do think that one thing still rings true. In football, 
as in, you know, as someone that now kind of basically runs my own little media company, uh, you know, in business, you have to be mentally tough. Uh, and anyone that, you know, has any success financially will tell you, like, it's all mental games. Now, back, I would say, like, when my dad was growing up, you could have a lot of success in business just by being a tough guy, just by out tough. And I'm not talking like the mob, but just, I, I, I knew multiple people growing up that were millionaires that did not have a high school diploma. They never even went to college because you could just be a tough-minded SOB and just outlast and outwork people. Now, the game's changed a little bit in 2019, but I still believe the most successful people, like, you don't need to be physically tough in most jobs, but you do need to be, the men, you know, usually the guy at the top of the pyramid uh, in any organization is mentally a little tougher. I do think with football, one thing that still rings true as the rules change, uh, as we talk about CTE and hitting in the head and, and all that crap, which should be talked about. But when you watch these playoff games for the last two weeks, you better be a team that is as physically tough as any in the NFL to last, to even have a chance. Like, the wussification of football. If you're a soft team, you're going to get steamrolled. You, you really are. And, like, the Chiefs team that I just saw on Saturday afternoon, or when, I guess, yeah, Saturday afternoon, was not like the Chiefs team we had saw most of the year. Like, they, they brought a physical edge to them. Like, you see the New England Patriots shove around New England, or excuse me, San Diego, as I like to call them, the Chargers. I refuse to call them L.A. Like the Dallas Cowboys, who were really physical, got shoved around. Like, the, there's a reason the Eagles hung, because they were physically tough. Like, being physically tough in a day and age, like, speed matters a lot now. Uh, being able to spread it out on offense matters a lot now. But when you have to, and I'll give the Cowboys credit for this, like, you better be able to get a fourth and one. Like, in January, you might need to get a fourth and one in the second quarter of a game just to stay in it. And tough teams get fourth and ones. Not always the smartest teams. Because for the most part, I know what you're going to run. Right? And and it shouldn't matter. Like, there is still an element of football, you know, in a two-point play, in a short-yarded situation, where even if you know what's coming, it shouldn't matter. I'm just tougher than you. There's still a point in January football, and this game, you know, on Saturday in Arrowhead is supposed to be freezing. Like, you better be a tough SOB to play in that game. Whoever wins sat or Sunday afternoon, or Sunday night, uh, for you on the East Coast, like you ain't playing in 10 degree weather and not being a tough team. So in this day and age where all these teams are looking for speed and are looking just for sexy stuff, like you better be tough. Like th- th- there's a reason that the Eagles could hang. Because even on offense, like Zach Ertz, I know Alshon dropped the ball. But those guys are going over the middle. Golden Tate going over the middle of the field. Michael Thomas just breaking tackles. Julian Edelman running guys over. Travis Kelsey just like even the sexiest offensive players were making physical plays. And then defensively, you better have a throwback unit up front. Like if you don't have a great front uh, in football, I don't care how much the games change. You will not win in January. If you don't have a good defensive line, you won't win if Belichick's not your coach. You know, like you're, even if you're a tough team and I thought the Colts were tough, I thought the Chargers were tough. Uh, I thought the Cowboys were a pretty tough team. Like those were tough teams. They got out toughed. So the level of physicality in the playoffs, 
every yard is contested, especially in a close game. You know, sometimes in blowouts, it just you just get hit. They just hit you with a Mike Tyson shot. But as we saw, like that was the one reason the Cowboys didn't quite go away because they are a physically tough team. Like these soft teams in the NFL, you look at any team that just has like the Giants. Like they're too soft to ever, to turn it around overnight. You got to be more physical. You know, you look at like the Browns are going to be a team that a lot of people are going to pick. Are they physical enough? Like, are they physical enough? That, that would be my question mark. That's kind of been the Steelers' downfall. They're so sexy on the outside, can they really just kind of throw back and hit you in the mouth? Now, they have in the past. This year, they didn't. Like, it's usually the downfall of talented teams. There's a team in the Bay Area that a lot of people are going to pick to probably to bounce back when Jimmy Garoppolo comes back. They better get a lot more physical because they are not a playoff-level team when it comes to toughness. They, they don't have it, and that's being the 49ers. Like, you got to win up front in the playoffs. you got to have guys that are just willing to take people's heads off. And that might not sound PC in this world, but i got news for you. Defenders, they're not trying to injure anyone, but they're trying to inflict pain. That, that's still, you know, the most basic level, the premise of the sport of that side of the ball. I'm trying to tackle you and hit you hard so you think twice about doing that again. And some offensive guys, the best ones, in the big moments, you you can lay him out and he's going to keep coming. Like, to me, Julian Edelman had a, I'm a champion multiple times over. This is what I bring to the table type playoff game. That was like, wow. Larry Fitzgerald was always, this is play, his, his physicality rose. When you looked at, Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson's a good example. Even chubby C.J. Anderson. That guy's been in the playoffs. Knows the level in which it takes. You know, that's what makes the Chiefs so impressive. They're more quarterback-driven. But, you know, clearly the Patriots have it. And the Saints are kind of built like that, too. Like, the softness does not translate in January. It's why I think you've seen the Steelers struggle so much the last four or five years get over the hill. You, you gotta, there's a throwback element to the sport, especially these games that are played outside in freezing cold temperatures. Would you want to get hit in 15 degrees? Like, I, I live in the Bay Area, it's been like 50 the last week. It's freezing. I, I'm watching the Chiefs games, texting with some buddies on their squad, like it was cold. It's going to be even colder on Sunday. Like, you better be a tough man. You better be a tough guy. You better have a tough team if you want to have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses 
Get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, I, I think everything that's been said about the Patriots dynasty has been said. I mean, it's never happening again. This is their 13th championship game, uh, their eighth straight. I mean, th- these are n- no team in in the rest of my life, let's hope I live 50 more years, is, is going to eight straight championship games. It's just not happening. Because also the likelihood that you would have that many, they've had the first round bye, you know, all those years. So the likelihood that you're always going to be a one or two seed is just, they have benefited from the division, but that's not why they're great. They're great because of Belichick, and they're great because of Brady. It's the all-time combo. As someone texted me yesterday in the early on in the game, they said, what the hell are the Chargers doing? Trying to get into a scoring match and a shootout with the Patriots and Foxborough. Why didn't they attempt to control the clock 
and keep the ball out of Brady's hands. You played right into Belichick, Tom and Josh. It was not a fair fight. It was, Belichick put a clown suit on the Chargers. That, that was an embarrassing effort. It's one thing, right, to get your ass kicked. That, that happens in pro sports. Michael Jordan's been, got his butt kicked. Montana's got his butt kicked. It, it happens. But when you have the more talented team, on paper and in reality, and to have that team be up 35-7 and half in a game where, listen, did the Chargers have to win? No. Uh, you know, Phillip Rivers, Brady owns him, and his career is going to go down with a major question mark because he's probably never going to win anything in the championship. And it's somewhat defined also by their owner that's cheap. But to be down 35-7 to and half in a game when your team is that good is unacceptable. And that that's on the coaching staff. 1,000%. Like, that game plan was an embarrassment. And Brady and Belichick and, and Josh just ran circles around it. It was too easy. You cannot give them the dump-down pass all game. Because they, they will take it. They will check down for, you know, five yards at a time until they score a touchdown and have a seven-minute drive. And they just gave it up. Uh, it it just made no sense to try to get in some shootout against this team when the one thing the Patriots kind of have on defense is a really good secondary. I mean, they have an all-pro corner. McCourty's been through the ringer. You know, and Belichick, that, that's kind of his bread and butter. He's a DB coach at heart. So for, for them to come out and try to get into a shootout and it backfires immediately, and this was my knock back to what I talked about earlier, zero adjustment. They, they have no other pitch. They're, they're basically, the, the Chargers coaching staff was like a pitcher that throws 98. And when a, when a batter can't time it up, you're like, oh my God. That guy is throwing gas. You can't touch it. Well, I've also seen 98, Giants fan, a guy named Hunter Strickland, throws it right down the middle of the plate. And when you time it up, Harper's done it a couple times, the ball goes about 700 feet. And if you're playing it, it's now actually called Oracle. That ball goes into the water. If you're playing wherever, that ball goes over the fence. And the Chargers had one pitch, and Belichick, they had that pitch timed up by like the second swing. And then it was a home run derby. And when you, as a coaching staff, in the second round of the playoffs, do not have a curveball, have a changeup, anything else to throw at them, and immediately you realize, like, this game plan's not going to work. It's, to me, Belichick's greatest strength. He will come in, they'll work all week, and it will not work. I was talking to someone in the NFL today, and I told him, you know what I think Belichick's greatest strength is? Is he's one of the great, he's an all-time football whore. Meaning, he will do whatever works. Whatever works, on offense or defense. He does not care. If he thinks it works, or he's seen it work against a team, he will implement it, and coach it up, and figure out how to work it. A lot of coaches won't. Like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, like they have a staple on offense. What, what's the Patriots' staple on offense? Scoring points. I mean, if, you, if you're giving them the run game, they'll run it down your throat. If you're giving them the deep passing game, they'll deep pass you to death. If the play action works, they'll go play action. Like, they have no offense. What, what is their offense? <laughs> I mean, score touchdowns? Like, what is their defense? 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. They are not defined by anything. Like, you know exactly what the Chargers are. And when they can't do it, they're screwed. That's the great thing about Belichick. Like, my pitcher analogy, 
Like one day he looks like Randy Johnson, the next day he looks like Greg Maddox, the next day he looks like Jamie Moyer, the next day he looks like Trevor Hoffman. You never know what you're going to get. You strike out all the time. That's why he wins so much. You have no clue what pitch he's going to throw. Zero. Sony Michelle had been pretty terrible all season long. He's working. Keep humming, Keep giving him the ball. He's like a dude gets hot, like in basketball. Just keep feeding him the rock. Brady is the great egoless quarterback we've ever seen. Because, like, his numbers look good, but he, he doesn't force anything. It's never about him or his numbers. It's just about the team. The numbers always come. Because when you have a good offense and you're just moving the ball, like, you're going to accumulate yards and touchdowns. Like, But you watch Tom, you never feel like, you know, he's forcing this. No, just lets it come. It's why when he mistake, makes a mistake, you know, it's kind of eye-opening. When he makes like a terrible mistake, as he did a couple times this year, it's jaw-dropping. But the one thing you saw in that playoff game is he ain't making mistakes. Not when it's nut-cutting time. You may beat him, but it ain't going to be because he chokes or is playing bad, you know, in the playoffs. You're just going to beat him, which happens. This is the highest level of sports, the most competitive football league in the world. You know, I mean, the Chiefs might beat him by two touchdowns. It was because they got beat. Not because they weren't prepared. Not because they weren't ready. Not because, quote-unquote, Brady chokes. Like, if he throws a pick in the fourth quarter, it won't be because he choked. It'll just be because he made a bad play. Like, Rivers, like, was he even ready for that game? <laughs> like, he, he, I mean, was there, like, had they practiced? What, what have they been doing all week in Southern California? Like, you know, feeling themselves on the previous win against a, a quarterback that couldn't throw? That was an embarrassing win for the or a loss for the Chargers. And just a not legacy defining, but just another pelt on the legacy that is the dominance of this Patriot run because it was a four point line for a reason. Uh that that the Patriots are never, you know, a home favorite in the second round, and that game is not like seven to ten points. It was four points because the Chargers on paper were unreal. But the reality is that it didn't matter to Belichick. He's smarter than them. Brady's better and smarter. And they ran circles around him for 60 minutes. For 60 Don't get it twisted, those hollow touchdowns that rivered through at the end of the game. I know they're hollow because I was playing against a guy that had them on their daily fantasy team. They were meaningless. The game was over at the end of the first quarter. And that's a testament to the dominance of, of the hoodie and Brady. Middle cough mailbag. You can always slide up to, in my DMs and I'll answer questions here, right here on the podcast. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. It's also my Twitter handle. It's basically the easiest way to get a hold of me. Honestly, if you DM me on Instagram or tweet at me, it's probably, and I, I mean this sincerely, and anyone that knows me would probably agree that it's easier to get a hold of me than if you have my cell phone number. Now, unless you're, yeah, I mean, unless you're like Colin, my mom, uh, sometimes a couple other business partners. Otherwise, I'm probably not picking up. Uh, just, you know, I'm a young, us young people don't pick up phone calls a lot. But okay, let's start. Uh, with all the big dick Nick has done, I continue here. People suggesting that we trade Wentz, which I think is crazy. I think he is one of, if not the best young quarterback in the league. As someone who has evaluated talent, 
what do you think are the top 10 quarterbacks under 30? Also, is there anything Nick could do to make you trade Wentz? If you would have won the Super Bowl, it would have been, I don't know, impossible to get rid of him. But he didn't. And he really didn't play that well. I had him on my DraftKings lineup. Uh, he started hot, and then he wasn't very good in the second half. He heated up on that last drive, but he missed some, I wouldn't say layup throws, but definitely throws that he had hit before. Uh, and definitely throws that he had hit last year. So if I go my top 10 quarterbacks 30 or under, Wentz would definitely be on there. I'm going to go in no particular order. Uh, the two guys at the top are Luck and Russell, which I both think are 29. Uh, then let's just fire through. I got the, I basically got the divisions up. Patriots, Dolphins, Buffalo, Jets. So obviously the first two teams don't have a guy. I would not throw Josh Allen or Sam Darnold in there yet. Ravens, I mean, Lamar can't throw. Steelers don't have one. I, I'd put Baker right on the fringe. Bengals don't have one. Deshaun Watson in, already said luck. Mariota, uh, he'd be toward the bottom. I mean, I to be in the top 10, and I you could say this about Wentz, here's the one thing about Wentz. They made the playoffs two years in a row, and when a playoff game started, he was not available. Like, that's a problem. Mariota now, I think, has finished three of his four seasons on the sideline. So, like, now, I'm not comparing Wentz and Mariota. Wentz is much more talented. But, hey, hey, Carson. You've been, as someone told me, he was hurt in high school. He was hurt in college. He's hurt again in the pros. I'm a huge Carson Wentz guy. His talent is undeniable. But God, he's got to stay healthy. Uh, Jaguars don't have one. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, shit. I mean, I don't know, top three. He's up there, clearly. It's not even deniable. I mean, he's had one of the great seasons. If he goes to the Super Bowl, even if you take out his age, which he's like, what, 23 years old? If you just subtract his age, he could be 32. You know, if you throw 50 touchdowns and then lead your team to the Super Bowl, like I, that's, win or lose the Super Bowl, it's just one of the great all-time NFL seasons. You know, he's right on the cusp right now, just being in the championship game. Chargers don't have one. Broncos don't have one. Uh, I'm a Derek Carr guy. I don't think he played that well this year. Uh, he, he's definitely on the fringe of a top 10 under 30 guy. I'd put him in there cause he definitely has the talent. Like he has more tools than a lot of these guys. Mariota. Uh, I would have him ahead of all those guys. Dak. I'd have him ahead of, I wouldn't have him ahead of Wentz. Redskins giants don't have one. I'd put Carr ahead of Mitchell cousins. I think is over 30 Rogers old Stafford older breeze old Matty ice old cam. I think is 30 Jameis just. I actually do think he can bounce back with Bruce Arians, but he has not played well. Uh, he's had moments, and I, I watch a decent amount of Tampa. Like when he's off, when he's hot, they can score twenty one points in a quarter. But more than any other player in the league, it feels like he can go a stretch where, like, four straight passes, three of them get picked. You know, it's like Jameis, what are you doing now? That should get fixed with uh, the new bald headed uh, coach Goff. Yeah, I'd have him near the end. I think Jimmy is really good, and I'm a Rosen guy, but he hasn't really proven anything. So, you know, I, I think it's pretty up for debate, that group. They haven't really separated themselves. Wentz can't stay healthy. Carr's kind of been up and down, and I thought he was a really talented one. Same with Jimmy. Like, I think Jimmy's really good, but he started 10 games. He's been hurt twice. Like, part of being really good, like, Brady doesn't miss games, right? 
Uh, Philip Rivers has played every game for like 15 years. Like you, you got to Drew Brees doesn't miss time. These guys got to stay healthy. You know, I, I whether it's random, whether it's self-inflicted, whatever. Like you get paid in this league, and a lot of these guys are top picks. So even if they haven't signed their second deal, if you're the number one or number two or hell a top ten draft pick, you're getting like fifteen twenty million dollars. So they're still paying you a lot. You got to play, and a lot of these guys are not playing. Let's see. Okay, poorly ran franchises are relatively easy to spot due to their dysfunction and lack of winning. Cleveland, Oakland, Detroit, Miami, for example. But better run franchises are harder to spot because it can be covered up by good coaching or quarterback play. Over the last 15 years, what would be your top 10? God, I'm getting a lot of top 10 questions. That's hard. Uh, Ranking the best NFL front offices. Okay, well, I think number one by a mile is New England. Uh, Number two, I think Seattle's had a pretty unreal six or seven year run. Right? I mean, this year was kind of a muscle flex. And they had a five year stretch where it was mind-blowing. The Steelers are right up there. Andy's kind of had two iterations of his career, but what he did in Philly, you know, with the Howie Rosemans, the Jason Lights, the, the guys that came through that are now GMs other places, all the coaches that came through. So just kind of his umbrella. And I, I worked for Howie. I, I saw all the good talent he hired over the years. And now he's done it again, hiring Joe Douglas, you know, to run their personnel department. So I'd put Philly right up there for sure. I wouldn't necessarily put the Colts up there, though they've won a lot the last 20 years. Like, to me, they are... Now they're well-run with Ballard, but forever it was just like Peyton and Luck. And don't get me wrong, I mean, Polian's a Hall of Famer. But... So they were well-run, but those guys have been gone for a while. Uh, I'd put the Broncos up there, but I feel like they're kind of lost. I'll give Jerry some credit. Like, the Cowboys the last six, seven or eight years have been pretty well run. Uh, Giants, no. The Packers. I mean, they, they've produced so many general managers. They've hit a rough patch, but, I mean, they won for a long stretch of time for a reason. But I think there's New England, and then there's like a group of six or seven teams. Philly slash Andy. Uh, the Steelers. That's, that's about it. You know, it's it's hard. It just, there they're not many good ones. You know, there's this reason, like, the Eagles have made the playoffs like 16 times in the last 20 years. There's a reason the Steelers are always in the playoffs. Most teams are not consistently in the playoffs. It, it's really, it's really pretty nuts. That's a pretty good question. Hey, John, new listener. Enjoying the podcast. Thanks. Giants obviously have a huge need at quarterback to fill. Although Dwayne Haskins is more the prototypical quarterback and likely to have more longevity in his professional career, how much would the Giants consider drafting Kyler Murray if they did decide to go with a quarterback at six? Would an offense bolstering Beckham, Barkley, and Murray instantly be one of the most dynamic and unpredictable in the game today? I mean, you know, we make fun of like in the NBA league pass, like back in the day when Steph Curry kind of hit the scene and they the Warriors started rolling, everyone's like, oh, you got to league pass the Warriors. If there was an equivalent of a league pass, and I mean there is, the Sunday ticket, but if if that was the trio, Kyler Murray, Odell Beckham, and Saquon Barkley, with I, I'm a big Ingram guy too. Like, wow. Yeah, I'd watch a lot of Giants games. That, that would be really fun. Now listen, 
I'm sure we'll talk about Kyler. I think he, officially today he declared for the draft. We kind of knew that was coming for a while. I, I My only concern, and I, I'm not trying to sound like get off my line old school scout, but it really is going to be a challenge for as remarkable as an athlete as he is and for a great as thrower as he is because he is a natural thrower of the football to play quarterback at 5'9". Like, if you were a betting man and I said, let's say you were rich, like relatively rich, where you had you had $50,000 cash and you could bet on him succeeding or failing, you would be stupid to not bet on him failing just because the odds of him succeeding at his size... Like, if he goes number six overall, that would mean a guy at five foot nine that played quarterback went six. Like, it was crazy last year with Baker, but he was still a shade over six, right? I mean, there is a big difference. You meet a guy that's six feet tall and a guy that's five nine. Like, that's, you know, six is on the low, 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 low end of height for NFL quarterbacks, like on the statistical chart. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I would love to see that. That would be, I'm all in. Like, that's really cool. I, that, that would be awesome. I, I just think when the dust settles, I think he's going to go in the first round for sure. But I, I wonder if this top 10 talk for a guy that's 5'9". And like, they have these things during the draft process called the top 30 visits. Meaning, beside the combine, you can bring in, in pro days and everything, you can fly 30 people into your facility. Like, it was a big part when I worked in the office for a couple years you know, that period after the combine up until the draft, you bring in either character guys or, you know, mid-round guys you're interested in that may have some, you know, issues that you want to talk, whatever. You can bring in whoever you want, but you only get 30 of them. I would imagine he'll take, you know, it's 32 NFL teams. I bet he takes 20 visits. Because if you're going to convince an owner to draft this guy really high, they're going to want to just see him in person. And most owners, besides like Jerry Jones, don't go to the combine. So they're going to want to see this guy at their facility. And imagine if you're like, I'm just using this hypothetical, like the Giants, and you bring him to the facility and like the team's working out, like him walking around, he'll look really small. It's going to turn teams off. I'm just telling you right now. Get, get ready for it. It's turning teams off. Not necessarily me, but I am, I am a little apprehensive. I'm not... I can't push all my chips in the middle of the table. Like, you can sell me, and I came around. I probably wouldn't have taken him one, but I did believe that Baker Mayfield was a legitimate top 10 prospect. So if you can take a guy eight, why don't you just take a guy one? But he was a prototypical pocket court. He was like Drew Brees. If you liked him, you saw Drew Brees. Like, if you like Kyler Murray, you see Michael Vick, but way smaller. Now, as someone in the league told me, he's way more accurate. So that's that's important. I, I I just think he's an all-time like scouting conundrum, you know. I, I I do think there are some parallels to like eight years ago with Steph Curry. When people saw Steph, and it's different because Steph, while he's small, he's not like that. He's still six foot three. So even at the small end of of NBA point guards. It'd be like if Steph, there was a Steph Curry in basketball that was 5'10", but could still shoot. Like, when everyone saw Steph Curry, they're like, no way he could really be this good in the pros. No way he's going to be able to shoot like that. And he did. I think everyone's going to try to talk themselves out, like, no way he's really going to be able to see. And maybe there, he's just really instinctive. Kyler is used to being small, so he can see things that he shouldn't be able to see because he's, 
And granted, at Oklahoma, they had a big offensive line. You know, it's like Baker was small, but he played in front of big offensive line, so he can see. And part of it is like he can't maybe actually see, but he's instinctive, like Drew Brees. Like Drew Brees is throwing a lot of guys to just areas, you know? And that's where I think if you're a Baker guy, you saw some flashes of Drew Brees this year in his game. But that, like, it was kind of an easy comp because Baker was really accurate. Like, who is Kyler Murray's comp? Now, you don't always need comps, but they do help, you know? Like, when you say, I I really like uh, Devin White of LSU. I think we should take him, let's just say I'm like, uh, you know, a Raider scout at number four. I want to take this guy at number four. He reminds me of Roquan Smith. And he has, let's just hypothetically say, has similar measurements. It's easy to sell. When I go, I think we should draft Kyler Murray at number six. I'm a giant scout. Well, who does he remind you of? Well, he doesn't really remind me of anyone, which is a positive, but it also can be a negative. They'll be like, well, he's just going to be some all-time outlier. And if he does succeed, he will be. I mean, that's just the case. That's just the reality. Okay. Uh, Is it just me or did it look like Luck's shoulder severely hindered in the Chiefs game? No zip on his passes, and every ball was in the dirt. I wonder if he benefited a lot this season. You know, I mean, they play in a dome. And the shoulder injury, you know, I can imagine that playing in that cold, I know it wasn't frigid cold, but it was cold. It had been snowing. It was just hard for him to get loose. Because you're right, he, he was terrible. I mean, he, he looked awful. And at the end of the day, if you're a Colts fan or even an NFL fan, Like, these guys in the Dome, like, if Drew Brees had to go through Chicago to get to the Super Bowl, he probably wouldn't get there. You know, but he plays, like, if they get a one or two seed, he's going to play home games. Like, as long as Luck can get a one or two seed moving forward, he's not going to win many games at Foxborough, at Kansas City, you know, at Baltimore, at Pittsburgh. But he might not have to. If he can win the South consistently and gets to 12 or 13 wins, they can play games in the RCA Dome. That's what Peyton did. When Peyton finally got to the Super Bowl the first time with the Colts, he didn't do it at Foxborough. He did it the crazy comeback in the Dome. You know, when Drew Brees, who'd they beat? Uh, the Vikings get the Super Bowl, they beat him in the Dome. You know, if they go to the Super Bowl this year, it'll be in the Dome. So, yeah, I mean, Luck doesn't have a great arm, but, I, you know, I, I really think that, that it benefits, especially with an injured guy and who doesn't have a great arm, it helps when you play in the Dome. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty good question. At John Middlecoff, you can hit me up whenever you want in my Instagram or Twitter. Just holler at me whenever. Again, it's easier to get a hold of me on social media. It's kind of a sad state probably of my life than it is if you had my cell phone number. Uh, five, three, no, I'm not going to give it out. But if you had it, I mean, it, again, it's easier to get a hold of me just tweeting at me or, or DMing me. And, and feel free to. I, I enjoy interacting with you guys. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll dive in much more in-depth to these two games because, again, like I said, we got three games left coming down the home stretch here. So enjoy. Now, we enjoy draft talk and free agency talk. Like I'm excited about that too. But, I mean, the funnest thing is the games, and we got three left. So let's do it, baby. At John Middlecoff, follow, uh, subscribe, and, and keep listening. Talk to you soon.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 